the base agenda techno fix with James.
This is the base agenda techno fish with Jay Max. This is the base agenda techno fish with Jay Max.
This is the base agenda techno bitch with J-Mass. And we had you tip and cast the next year, but this is Thanks as always to Jay Mass for putting together a fantastic techno mix for us. And uh, just to give you the tracks that you've been hearing, we kicked off with Wisdom to the Wise. That was a Steve Rackmad dub remix. Of course, the original was by Dave Clark. Nobody can touch the original, but that was a damn good, uh, a damn good remix by Steve, nevertheless. Uh, then a track called Sickness by Diamond Armira and Jay Skelly. Following that, we got into Melbourne Dub by Alex Bow. Then Galloping Hooligans. That was the ambivalent remix, original by Raft Tech. Uh, then Twinkle Toes, the Spiros Kalaminos remix um, of track by Dave the Drummer and Chris Liberator. And then following that we got into uh, MADA and A Treeball with a track called Gatwick. That was the uh, Jerome Sydenham remix. And the final track we're listening to now before we get into Base Agenda 51, the main show, is uh, by Subjected, a track called 005.7. Thanks to Jay for putting this one together. Stand by, we've got some serious electro coming your way.
For those who know what's right. For those who went into the machine to make bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Base Agenda 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 This is Gro, and you are listening to Bass Agenda. Thank you. 
guys, how you doing? Welcome to Base Agenda 51, good to have you with us. As you can probably tell from the tone of my voice, I've got a stinking cold right now, so uh, I'm going to keep talking to a minimum this week, uh, which is no bad thing because uh, fortunately our guest selector for this week is going to be doing some talking as well. So we've got guest selections in from Grow, Almighty Artist, one that you can't pigeonhole very easily, and one that really rocks the floor. So uh, great fun we've got coming up for you, our guest mix from him too. And uh, before we hear from him, let's get into uh, the electro track that inspired him to start making his own music, the fantastic Anthony Rotter with Sex with the Machines. I'm gonna go 
Um, I love like Depeche Mode, but I also, you know, Jane's Addiction was a big one. I loved the uh, Perry Farrell's voice. Had had like a religious experience at one of those shows when I was young in high school, and I think that's what hit. You know, like I was like, wow, this. Like, you know, I was already writing music. Um, you know, I, I was I had like you know in punk bands and stuff. I like Minor Threat and stuff like that. So I mean, a little bit of everything, you know, bringing me into it. I think um, the first stuff I was really heavily into. I remember being like 11 years old, 12 years old, and learn like you know, getting into Iron Maiden beat stuff on my guitar, and kind of over from there. I was a music junkie ever since, you know. This is Florence Divider and you are listening to Base Agenda. with um, a Supernova and a Trinity and I used Cubase and um, Reason all together. Then I moved to Ableton Live in 1.5 when it got a rendering function. Uh, and I've been with that ever since. I've, I've left and I've, I've learned Re uh, Reaper and Pro Tools and uh, those are great programs, but nothing you can write. I love writing in Ableton. So fast, easy and Yeah, so like, yeah, now I had a Virus TI, I was talking about my gear. I, uh, my Virus TI I sold one, two, maybe two years ago, and um, I don't miss it at all, man. I mean, it's cool, it's nice, but like my sound, I think, is better. You know, now, I, you can make, you, I held it right up next to, like, you can open VSTs and make the same kind of sound, and you can't tell the difference, you know? And I'm, I don't know, like, yeah, like, it would be nice to have you know, moves and all that. And I just don't see the need. I don't know. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Like, I think if you make more minimal music and it's just those sounds by themselves, you might be able to hear the warmth. But I really think that if you take the time now with EQ and compression, you can make it sound like that, you know? And it's a clean mix. Most people, I think, that complain about analog can't even hear the difference. I would love 
send a you know few little things over and tell me A or B, you know, the Coke and Pepsi kind of thing. I don't think you can tell as much as people think you can. Yeah, it's easier to get the sound good, but if you're militant and you want to learn, you can get it done. The final product will be the same. A blind break dancer will dance to a good song. They don't they don't sit there and you know, they don't see what's going on on stage, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. It's music for your ears. It's not about it's what what comes out in the final end is what matters to me. It's most people. Quick catch up for you. We kicked off the show with uh, The Consumer, then Anthony Rotter with Sex with the Machines, then Claro Intellecto with Mono, then into Gro's remix of Will Webb's Pocket Rocket. Great track, that one. And now we're sitting on top of one of the tracks that Gro's chosen of his own that he's particularly proud of. This is R21 with Minimum, and this is the Gro remix of that.
think I do have a slightly different approach to electronic dance music as my peers, just because I, what I, you know, what I'm doing is, doesn't really fit directly into something. But this is the closest, you know, what it fits into, and it's also been a love of mine for you know a long time as well. It's just when I started making my tunes, it was. It seemed that there were other influences that were so strong that I wasn't able to just focus on, you know, the things that got me fired up about electro, like the bass and the beats and, you know, the sounds and the sci-fi aspect of it, which really dragged me in. But you know, what what calls me to music is that it's just like the feeling of, you know, the feeling of the sound and the message behind it. What is it I'm trying to get across? And that's then it. Comes out. When I first started writing tunes, when I first started, I would write, um, I would start with either the lyrics, the vocal, or the concept, and then I would write ten, five to ten words down, uh, adjectives, and then I, I would make sounds, and I would keep the list on my desk, and as I made my sounds, if anything did not, like, fit those words, I, I threw it in the trash, and like, once I had a good, you know, enough stuff to really write a song that fit that, you know, my vocal recorded lead and some sound bass lines and stuff, then I would go in and start to make beat patterns and stuff and then arrange the sequence, which, and from after learning, you know, talking to a lot of my peers, that's the exact opposite thing a lot of people do. Most people start with the beat and then build the song. And um, so it just shows what was most important in my mind when I first start writing a song is the idea and the feel and the style. Uh, and I go back and I, what, what I like least about some of my older music is the le the attention to the beat wasn't enough in my mind, but I could tell that, you know, that w that's where my focus was, you know, and now I'm pulling it all together and finally, I, you know, I still battle with everything, of course, but, uh, and I'm my own worst critic, but um, the beat is definitely the thing that I, and I love, and it's crazy because I love it, but it just seems when I write a song, my brain resonates well with the, the concept, the lyrics, the lead, that part. I mean, maybe because I was in a band, I played guitar and I was a singer. So I write, that's where I'm used to writing from. So I've always, that's why I'm kind of really drawn to doing vocals in my tracks, even though I've never considered myself a fantastic singer by any stretch of the means, I just feel that it's an essential part in my process to get that out. I don't know, it's just not, it's not a normal thing in, in, in electro for sure. That's just one reason. You know, it's been fun even within experimenting a little bit with the cleaner vocals with, uh, you know, Dave R21 and uh, a little bit with that. It's fun. I mean, I, I still am not super comfortable with it, but I enjoy doing it, you know? I just like writing the whole song like that. It's just a cool experience.
Cybernetic Mix Patrol by Grow. Now, uh, one of the tracks that Grow's chosen that he's most proud of producing is his most recent release, which is a collaboration between him and Counteract, aka Ryan from Code Rising. Um, this has been getting great airplay on Dave Clark's White Noise Show. So I asked him, uh, what is it about this track that made him choose it? few reasons. If you ask me that question, I'd probably answer it with the last song I made every single time. I ask me that song because I always try and make the next song I make a lesson learned, like learned from the last one and better than the one, you know, I, I feel like I evolve through every song, you know, and if I start not doing that, I feel like, it, I feel like it would be a tragedy, you know, like I, I just feel like I need to grow from every song I make and I go back and I listen, I can hear my evolution of my sound, you know, it, you definitely, oh, I like that one a lot just because of the process that we did. I mean, we, first we had to find how we work well together. That song itself, I, we wrote it twice, trashed it, went, and then I, I like out of nowhere kind of started the beat, like, and thing for no follow, the slow, weird, whatever it was song, the experimental version thing, caught my ground there and then went back to the original and wrote the vocals again and did them with a different sound and, um, you know, same concept and everything, but the feel, I, the feel wasn't right. And that what threw me for loop was he, you know, cause when we first sat down, we said, okay, what's great about what do people most know about your sound and most know about my sound. His was the percussion and mine was more, you know, vocals and, you know, noise and the, the whole concept thing. So, you know, so he laid out some drums and then I, went to that and put stuff over but that is not what i'm used to doing i'm used to making all the little parts and then sequencing instead of going into a sequence so it was hard for me and i think i, I we ended up with like 80 track 90 track or something like a lot of tracks and it was just every because i was just putting so much stuff in there and we i tore it apart and then went back in and then and the, the reason I, and the reason i really like it though is I never, like, I enjoyed that whole process. That sounds, like, totally annoying to most people. Like, I thought I would never do that. And I'm like, I just destroyed and trashed, you know, days of work twice. But it still, it flowed out really fast because I understood what I was trying to do. And I just, and I'm really happy with it, um, the way it sounds. That's another thing. A lot of times, by the time I'm done with a song, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to hear it right now. I'm over it. I've heard it. I listen to it. And one I'm still loving, and I think it's a little bit because, you know, the drums kind of originated um, from not something I would do, so it sounds new to me. You know, those aren't like my drums necessarily, you know, even though I have, you know, I have songs with kind of drums like that, but I didn't make them, so that was what was cool. And then, I don't know, just being relentless on and unforgiving about every eight bars, going through it, and making sure that there wasn't eight bars that wasn't rocking, you know, and I loved every eight bars. You know, I usually make a loop and just go through or 16 bars and listen and uh, go through the whole song. And if one part lags or I don't like it, something, then I, I got to sort it out, you know, it was all the way through happy and I still love it, you know. So I guess, yeah, I'm super proud of that song. And, I, I you know, right now I'm probably going to put that a little ahead of um, my, you know, personal tunes until at least we get some substantial stuff down and you know, maybe a good live show and everything. I think it would be an interesting show, the sound that we have planned. You know, I think it's a fun live show. So, um, you know, we'll see, where, we'll see where it goes. You never know. But right now it's enjoyable and the music's good. So we're going to stay with that. You know?
guys up to so if you want to find out more about grow then uh, two things you can do one is head over to his soundcloud page which is soundcloud.com slash grow where you can find uh, a number of tracks some good sets on there we'll also check out his uh, band page on facebook which is facebook.com slash grow chp records of course that's his own label chp records he's also released on uh, number of other labels including of course the mighty divine disorder Following Overclock with Follow No One, we heard Rookie Verk with uh, Rukava, which was the uh, that was the Giuseppe Moreau remix. Excellent track that one. That into R21 versus Grow with a track called uh, Broken Machines. That was the Vocoder mix. And now we're getting into uh, a new track here from Fortaste. This is the Frank Cartel remix of 21. The atmosphere on this is incredible. Enjoy it.
Things like when when electro was awesome. I think the music's better. I think it's getting better now. I think it's evolving. I just it's just because the parties don't have there aren't the parties and there isn't a ton of hype about it. As a musician and a music lover, I am fired up about electro all the time. I mean, the sound is better. If you go back and listen to the stuff that you thought was like the best stuff, like in the early mid '90s, all the stuff that you're fired. Up, listen to that and then listen to something you're working on. I'm like, okay. I don't know. I think the sound is getting better now that things are in the box more. You can edit more. The songs are less boring and monotonous. And I have ADD, so when I, I can't take, you know, 32, 64 bars of the same thing, it kills me. You know what I mean? Like I, I have to, I have to hear new sounds. I need new patterns. Um, and that's a little easier now when you had to program all that. You know, all of it analog. It was tougher. So you know, it's like okay, 16 bars. We'll throw in a hat. Another 16, I'll change the hat pattern, you know what I mean? It's like, cause it's a lot of work, but now you can really get in there and you don't have to be rich to get, you know, the sound of a $2,000 compressor or, you know, you can buy it for a hundred bucks or something on, you know, like Cytomic the Blue, which now comes in Ableton. You can blow up sounds with that, you know what I mean? Like you couldn't do that without money before. So Electro was kind of a, not just rich people, people had access to, you know, you, you needed like, you know, to have a, a decent setup, you needed like 10 Gs, you know, unless you wanted to, if you didn't want to have a couple synthesizers, or a little mix, or, you know, you don't, you couldn't do it. Like now you can buy a computer and a couple programs, you're in.
saw this movie called Behind the Black Rainbow and it really hit me. I watched it like compulsively for like days. I think I saw it like 10 times within a few days. Real out there and it's not like super, like a lot of, it's, it's a, it takes some interpretation. Uh, you know, people will argue, oh, it's just, you know, it's weird, you know, drug out there, but I, I get it, you know, but maybe I'm out there too, so I'm not sure. Sound, the score was brilliant. It was all like modular and um, the style of the film and everything, it just, everything and the, 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 the tone of the voices of the actors, everything was just gorgeous, gorgeous film. And I got a great sample from it. And, um, you know, we were gonna, we were talking, it, uh, Alex and the boys were, you know, putting together this uh, album it was supposed to be more of a mellow, um, a mellow thing, a mellow electro journey, a chilled feel. And I'm like, wow, this is perfect. Put it together and I haven't done a chilled song in a little bit and, um, I don't know. That's one of those ones that I didn't really, I knew, I didn't know what the layout or the sound was going to be. I just knew the vibe I wanted and kind of like the sample and how it should feel. And I was just into this movie, but I didn't really know like what kind of beats or sounds. Right? I just, that one kind of just flowed out and I have, I've never written a song like that. So it kind of came out of nowhere, but I'm real, um, I'm stoked with that one too. Like, it's kind of buried, like, you know, a lot of people don't listen to the slower tune, so it didn't really get as much play, I don't think. But I, I put a lot of, I think it's got a lot of, uh, there's a lot of sound sculpting in there and, and like, little little ear tidbits that are kind of cool. And I think it feels, if you see the movie and hear the sample and then, watch, and then feel like it's a cool interpretation from it, I think. I, I, I got what I was trying to do, I think. Hello. My name is Dr. Mercurio Arborea. And I am the founder of the Arborea Institute. It has long been my dream to find the perfect way for people to achieve simply happiness, contentment, inner
This is Bass Junkie, and you're listening to Bass Agenda.
Frank Cartel remix of Four Tastes 21 we got into Moving to Arborea by Grow inspired by the film Black Rainbow awesome tune fantastic track 
and uh, after that we got into Who Are You, that's the Maelstrom remix of the original by Proxy. Then into uh, Morphogenetic, Techno Bass is back, that's the Dynamics 2 remix which features Megatron and DJ Qbert, an amazing tune. And uh, you've got to check out the whole release really, there's mixes on there by DJ Digital, DJ Z, Splesplex, uh, Will Webb, you name it. And after that we got into a track called System Damnation, that was the original remix of that one, that's by AHK and Direct Y. You can pick that one up now on Node Zero Recordings. And the track we're about to slip into now, which is going to blow your mind as well, is The Conversion by Inhuman Designed. And this is the James Wolfe and Scratch D remix.
So another question I asked Gro is whether or not he thinks sales are important in electro, and uh, this is what he had to say. Obviously not, because I still make music. I love it. I mean, it'd be nice if it was there, but um, you know, you can be first on Juno if you sell like you know five or ten albums. You can sit there if you can do that. Right, you know, it's nothing. You know, like it's not even something to be. It's people steal it though. Like you, you give something away for free. And I, I would, you know, I love giving away music for free because you see how many people actually get it in their hands and listen to it. Some people get upset when you give it away. Other artists are like, man, you know, you shouldn't do that. It messes it up for everything. But in the end, it's like, man, I just want people to hear the stuff that I work so hard on and I love so much. Like I just want to get it out there. You know, let people hear it. You still got to sell it to maintain some integrity as an artist. At the end of the day, I would never really be that. I would give it all away if the way it is now. I mean, before when I had to, like when I put out electronic milk, a vinyl, like you couldn't even put out a record. Like it was like it cost me. Probably all, you know, twenty five hundred bucks to put out a record. Like, so yeah, you want to sell, you want that money back. But now, what does it cost me to make a record? Time. My time is worth money, yeah. But I make music for because I have to. I love it. It's part of me. It's like breathing, eating. It's I, everything comes in, and I I have to get it out of that way. If I don't, I lose my mind. So I think it's kind of a good question. I've been asking. We talk about it a lot. Why do we sell this stuff? We don't. I, that's why I mean I just why we gave away the first overclock and I, I'm I'm down to give a lot of stuff away. It's just it's the scene is tough and you get a lot of flack for it from other people. I think it's a shame that it's gotten to the way it is with the stealing and stuff. To be honest, like as long as people like give credit to the artist, it it doesn't bother me. It bothers me when I see. People take credit like a song, like you know, DJs will play your song, and then someone will come up and be like, "Oh, what's that tune? Oh, I made that my song." You know, like like they put up mixes online and they don't they don't write the track list down. Like it it doesn't bother you know. Like if you're a DJ, you want to play that's awesome. Just give you give credit. You know, like that was that's the payment we need now. I think as artists, like as long as we get credit for it, that means we can get booked, and that's where you can get paid. You know, when you play live, there's money there. You know, but um. The scene is is hurting right now, so like I think it would be helpful if more people just tried to get the music out there, and then the scene would build up, and then we could start making some money with shows more often.
if you look at like indie bands um, and they put all their music out for free on blogs and then all of a sudden these kids are like high school kids it's on their they're touring the nation you know they all their music away so there's a lot of people I see you know people listening to indie music they're just constantly downloading music from all these blog sites you know and like and we have the same blog you know people can download our stuff from immediately like for free but all we do is complain and yell and be mean about instead of just being like whatever take the stuff you know like you'll sell if you give something away i guarantee like the sales you get on juno are the same whether you're giving something away almost or if you don't because the people that buy the stuff buy it the people that steal it or take it for free only do that it's exclusive but those people that buy music they go on they buy their music they're not worried about it because at the end of the day if a dope song if it's not worth two dollars to you then you're not a musician I mean, come on, I'll listen to a song. If I love a song, I'll listen to it forever. For $2, it's so worth it. I don't know why people complain. You should just, I understand not wanting to buy stuff you don't like, which is one thing. But if you, I mean, if you like music, you don't want to pay for it. It's really, it's a it's a bargain. It's pretty cheap. I remember we come from the old days. I bought, you know, buying, I buy 10, you know, $12 records for one song all the time. One song. There was rarely four songs on a record that were you know back then they'd make a drum and bass song for one you know you know a house song and then an electro song or rarely were all of them good there's a few but i mean in general i was i was happy as a clam for 10 bucks one song and now it's like you can get a whole album for that
open your prayer guides to the book of Revelations, Psalm 69. fucking amazing this is of course ministry with psalm 69 uh, this is the grow remix of that track uh, before that you were listening to the uh, original console generation that was the uh, vocode electro remix of a track called 150.4.3.162 that's going to be out on vocode uh, records uh, in the next few weeks and uh, before that we heard the ghost that walks with the angriest angel and coming up any second now one more track from grow uh, this one's called uh, Behind Black Eyes.
this is the last track before I hand you over to Grow for his fantastic guest mix. This is Simplicity's Beauty, exclusive track here on Bass Agenda. It's called Heavy Industry, and you can expect to see this on Laser Gum Records in the next few months. Thanks to Grow for putting so much effort into the show. Thanks to you for listening. Enjoy his mix. It's going to be epic. And uh, see you in two weeks' time. Cheers. Yeah, this is Diamond Bad Kid, and you're listening to the Bass Agenda Show.
This is AWOL coming from Phoenix, Arizona, and you're rocking with Bass Agenda. Much respect to all electro heads out there. Heads out there.